On this episode of Boom Pow and Peanut Butter Cookies, you'll be listening to me, just me on my own talking about how um, how I ended up doing this podcast and why it's taken me two years to pull it off. And that was Molly. Molly's my youngest. I have three little kids, uh, so sometimes things get a little bit interrupted. But I would love for you to listen to this, and if you could listen all the way through and leave a review, well, that would be fucking awesome. If not, no worries. Um, And if you really dislike it, send me a message and tell me why, because I want to make this thing the best thing I've done in a long time. Uh, That's about it. Let's get into it. Okay, so just quickly, the reason I called it Boom Pow and Peanut Butter Cookies is because peanut butter cookies are my favorite thing to cook, and it's what I offered Katie in my very first episode and very first recording at my house in Noosa before we sold it. Um, And I think peanut butter cookies are like, you know when you have a conversation with someone and you walk away and you're like, oh, that was just gold like that moment was just gold I've started saying that was just like oh a peanut butter cookie like it was so good anyway peanut butter cookies is a little bit of a mouthful so who knows this podcast name could change but the boom power thing there's a girl on insta who takes the most incredible photos her name's Louisa Brimble Bimble rather anyway and she Every single person she follows, she's the most encouraging person on Instagram. I am absolutely convinced of it. She jumps on there. She's like, boom, pow, that's the fucking best ever or boom, pow, I love it, boom, pow, and it's so, so, so inspiring and I love following her for how much she encourages other people and how much help she gives other people and how enthusiastic she is about life. And it was those sort of things that I wanted this podcast to be about, you know, that enthusiasm, that lifting other people up, that absolute joy in someone else's triumph. So that's why this is called Boom Pow and Peanut Butter Cookies. And I know that this doesn't really fit with the rest of everything I'm talking about in this episode about me and myself and my story, but um, that is the bit that I wanted to share with you today. So I'm going to just slide that in, probably in the middle of it. So it'll be like an intro, then this bit, and then the rest of the episode in which I talk about myself for 25 minutes. So yay, lucky you. Um, and that's the other thing just quickly is talking about yourself can be super tricky. Someone who does it beautifully is Constance Hall because she's not just talking about herself. She's talking about herself in relation to things that we all experience. Now, I don't know that my experience is like your experience, but I think we're all having a human experience. So hopefully there's some little peanut butter cookie nugget that you get to take away from the insights that I've come to or the sharing of my story over the, especially the last hectic 12 months. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of this listening goodness and please leave a review or let me know what you think. Bye. Hey, it's Tess from Boom Pow and Peanut Butter Cookies. So tonight, and it is night here, I'm sitting in my bedroom and it's late at night. I'm waiting for the washing to finish because that's what we do at the night time. Um, I've put my first episode of Boom Pow and Peanut Butter Cookies up today and it's had eight listens, which is 
A, super cool. And B, slightly terrifying. Now, I don't know if you have this, but I get worried about something going really well. And I get equally worried, equally worried, that it will go terribly. So, like, either way, I'm fucked. But um, today I was like, oh, man, like, if it goes really well, like, I'll have to stick to it and it'll have to keep getting better and I'll have to find more and more interesting people. Is there even that many interesting people in the world? Which obviously there is, but, you know, self-doubt is a super tricksy little bastard of a thing. And so a little bit about me. So the last 6, 12, 18 months, I wasn't working. I had a business prior to that. And then in the last 18 months, that's my dog chiming in because she's feeling left out because she's outside. Um, anyway, the last 18 months, I've stopped working in my business. And I homeschooled my three kids for last year. Well, two of my kids, and then the third is she just turned four, so she wasn't really being schooled, but I had three kids at home. And I decided it would be a super fun idea to renovate a house while my partner was working away. Turns out, not so super fun. Like, I like renovating, but, like, living there while you're renovating and having three children in space all the time, turns out, not one of my better ideas, Anyway, and because I always, always, always underestimate things, I thought, oh, yeah, this will take like three months. Meanwhile, eight or so months later, it was finally finished. So then we sold the house. Um, and in the process of all of that, I sort of came up against who I was as a person because it's really funny when you're renovating. Well, for me, okay, so when I renovate a house, apparently my thing is to do a lot of self um, introspection, is that what you call it, inflection? Anyway, looking at myself and my stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I was spending far too much time, not far too much time, I was spending a lot of time either on my own or just with the kids. And so I got a really good, like, who the fuck am I, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, out of that, my relationship sort of, I mean, there was a lot of factors, but, um, sort of, came to a halt after 13 years which is quite full-on and also I've been questioning my sexuality which you know super super fun thing to do um now I say that sarcastically but actually I feel more myself than I have in a long long time um I had a lot of um, interesting friendships in my late teenage years, early 20s, sort of 19, 20. And then the partner that I've just recently broke up with, we sort of met when I was 20. And 13 years later, we've finally broken up. And I sort of started looking at those relationships through a different filter in the last couple of years, like, oh, those relationships with women, some of them were quite emotionally full on. Um, And I've always been attracted to women and, you know, like, coming out story could I be more cliche but um I'm still working that all out for myself and a really interesting thing I've found is if I start talking to someone about it uh I get two responses are you really sure and obviously no I'm not sure that's why I say I'm questioning who I am and my sexuality and 
do you really need to be sure? And no, you don't. And everybody's journey is your own. But for me, it's just um, just looking at who I'm attracted to and listening to my body instead of waiting for someone else to tell me what I should or shouldn't like. So hot tip, got myself into therapy last year. Best thing ever. I haven't been I went to a counsellor when I was a teenager for a bit after some really full-on stuff, but um, this is the first time I've sort of just gone just because, you know, therapy's good for you. Turns out it's really good for me. Now, therapy might not be your thing, but it certainly has worked for me and I at that point really needed it because I had got to the point where I sort of I couldn't trust anything I was saying to myself. You know, when your self-talk gets like not negative, but just like, yeah, no, it was negative. Am I trying to kid? Um, anyway, so why am I doing this podcast? So when I stopped the business that I had, I had a co-working space and then I ran this event called Back Yourself. And I know, classic, Back Yourself. And then I kind of fell in a heap. And when I say fell in a heap, I like had sort of run myself ragged that year. Like I had three little kids. I was doing a lot of it by myself. I ran an event, which I mostly did on my own. And then I sort of got to the end of the year and just was like, oh my God, I'm completely exhausted and I don't know what I want from life. And then I filmed a couple of interviews and edited them um, for YouTube and enjoyed the process, but it cost me money and it was money I didn't really have. And I sort of was just in that moment where you're just so unsure of what you're even doing and what your purpose is and all of that. And look, honestly, I'm now to the point where I believe you sometimes can think you've found your purpose and then it can all blow up in your face and you realise, okay, well, that's not what I'm here to do. And for me, I have been in this space of like, who the fuck even am I? Um, for a while and it's a really tricky space to be in. So I had my first baby at 25 and then, you know, by the time she was two, I had, I was giving birth to a second baby and then by the time he was two, I was giving birth to a third baby. So I had three kids quite close together, you know, like I had three kids by the time I was 30 and, um... And when you have kids, as much as I adore my kids, and I really do, like, they're, like, super fucking awesome kids. How can I not adore them? But when you do have kids, you kind of put their needs first, which is as it should be. But for me, I lose myself a little bit. And I think it's something that a lot of women struggle with is, or whoever the primary caretaker is, because I have had this conversation with men. And I think you sort of get so caught up in managing their needs and their wants and that you kind of get to the end of it and you're like, "Mm, holy shit, who the fuck am I actually and what do I want? And I'm still figuring out the answer to that question for myself. But, um, you know, I kicked it off with a business because that's, you know, what you do. And then that wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. And um, this fulfilment thing, like not that you should traipse through life being happy, happy all the time, but I think it's nice to find something 
that brings you joy, which I talked with Katie in my first episode about, is finding that passion or that thing that brings you joy. But that might not be the thing that you get your money from. But I've just been trying to find things that bring me joy as well as try and create income. Um, But do you know what I mean? Like you can find something and you can be good at it. Like I played the piano as a kid and I was really good, but it didn't fill my cup, you know? It was just something that I happened to be good at that I could do without, you know, like I worked at it, but I didn't like strain myself. Um, Anyway, white girl privilege, clearly, but you know what I mean? Like you can be really good at something and have no real love for it. You can have a real love for something and not be very good at it. Um, And then there's that moment in between where you love it, but you don't really love it that much, or you do really love it and you just want to get better and better at it. And I'm still finding the things that I'm good at. But one thing I have always loved to do clearly, if you haven't already picked this up from this is talk. Um, So I think podcasting is going to be a good little thing for me to use while I'm going through this process of finding myself, which I mean, fuck. I hate that fucking term, but there you go. That's where I'm at. Um, (laughs) I was brought up by a hippie mother who I love. I do. I love my mother, but she was a hippie. So, you know, she would go on finding herself retreats and whatever, or she'd have a, a new thing like Eckhart Tolle she was reading that way before that was popular we were eating organics when I was a teenager you know we cut dairy and wheat out when I was very young and I was born in the 80s so like I was the only kid at school not eating dairy or wheat or you know processed sugars um so I get really antsy about some comments and some lines and finding yourself is one of them but here I am having myself a spiritual journey hashtag spiritual journey which I fucking don't like that terminology either but you hit that point don't you for me it was 33 my 33rd year I just completely felt like I fell off the rails within myself you couldn't really tell from the outside I mean you probably could fuck I don't know you probably could I was you know painting walls and laying grass and having the three kids with me all the time and trying to take them on adventures and still get the house done so yeah from the outside, that probably looked pretty manic. Um, and in the day-to-day, it actually, it, you know, some days it was all right and some days it wasn't, but it was a big uncovering of who am I and then to sort of realise that I don't know, you know? I don't know. Anyway, I know. There, I've gotten all deep on you, lucky you. So I'm sitting on my bed. It's getting, it's very dark. I've done the kids thing all day today. Today's been a kid-filled day. And then I sort of got to this point of night and I was like, holy shit, eight people listened to my first podcast. That's pretty fucking awesome. And so to celebrate that, I'm sitting on my bed recording a podcast of just me talking. I know. Um, So the other thing I wanted to share was not just about myself, but of where I'm going to take this podcast And really, it's just going to be people that I'm interested in talking to. Women, men, all walks of life, all sort of experiences, but just people who I'm like, they're just living themselves, you know? Like Katie, who I talked to in the first episode, she is so 
comfortable within her own skin. She so knows who she is. And talking to her was just like, oh, like this big breath of like, yes, that's so fucking cool. Um, and another chick I'm going to talk to at some point in the near future, we still haven't lined up schedules, which is mostly my fault because I don't want to do it on the phone. Um, and she's just a fucking cool chick. But her name's Sarah Andrews and she's got this epically cool story that I heard once and was just like, yes, that's fucking awesome. I want to talk to you. And the thing is with these, with this podcast is, yes, I want to talk to people who seem completely comfortable within themselves But also, I just think everyone's got some really cool story, you know? And I think so many people are like, oh, no, no, I'm not that interesting. Like, I had this conversation recently with someone and I was like, oh, I'd love to talk to you for my podcast. And she said, well, I'm not that interesting. And I was like, okay, well, you moved from the city to the country to start up on a macadamia farm with no prior experience And you've been doing that for the last 30 years. That is a story. And she was like, well, no, people do things like that all the time. And I was like, no, no, they don't. Plenty of people stay in Sydney, keep doing the same thing, wonder why they're unhappy and keep striving for something they don't actually want. That's a thing that happens. People do that in cities all over the world. Some people really love cities. That's cool too. I don't give a fuck if that's your jam. My point is there's not very many people who go, hmm, what is the furthest thing I can think of from my current day today? I'm going to go do that. So I'll be talking to people like that. I'll be talking to people that I just am interested in why they're doing what they're doing. A girl I talked to on Insta today who actually made me a dress for an event. Um, Her name's Beck and she does kids' clothes, but she's just gone back to uni to start studying. She's in her 40s. She's the most darling chick and she has two teenagers. And I was just like, hell yes, I want to talk to her because that takes a huge amount of courage to go back to school after, you know, raising kids and starting a business. That's fucking brilliant. Um, Another chick I talked to is Cheryl, who has got the most amazing eye. And I went and talked to her at a little church in Boona out near Ipswich in the middle of nowhere. Like this church is like... You know, you're driving down a country road past, you know, that beautiful country scenes of cows and horses and bloody blah, blah, blah. And then you come around the corner and behind some bushes and there's this beautiful little white church. And so we sat there drinking and talking one afternoon and I recorded it because Cheryl is fucking cool. And why wouldn't I want to talk to Cheryl? And then I talked to another chick called Christine in Brizzy in her co-working space about life and business and how many jobs she'd had and I'm going to share that with you too because at first I was like oh it wasn't that good but actually I've just listened to it and it's amazing so you know well it's great actually I don't know if it's amazing no it is amazing see fucking self-doubt so annoying um Yeah, so they're the sort of stories I'm going to be talking about. And occasionally I'm going to get on here and share my stories like I've just downloaded the Her app, which is an app for women dating women. And I've had it on my phone for about four days and I'm too shit scared to set up a profile. So that's fun. You know, super fun. (laughs) Um, I laugh when I'm nervous. I tend to also swear quite a lot more when I'm nervous. So you can imagine how that went on front of stage in front of 250 people. Oh, the F-bombs. They were just, ooh, lit it all over the place. 
Um, and I swear less when I'm comfortable and less when I'm tired. But, yeah, when I'm nervous, oh, my God, it gets so bad. And I can tell that I'm doing it and I do try and pull it back sometimes and then other times I'm like, you know what, I'm a fucking delight. They can just suck it up. So I've ordered myself a T-shirt today. It says I'm a fucking delight. I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm going to wear that shit all over town. Uh, that's my other news for those of you who don't know me. I have just moved for, I don't know, I've lived in a lot of places, which I always think is like super normal because all of my siblings, bar one, have done that. And then I start talking to someone, they're like, oh, wow, so where else did you live? And I start my list and I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, that's a fucking lot. So when I was 18, uh, I decided... <laughs> that I couldn't really be wild on the east coast of Australia because it would get back to one of my many family members. I'm one of seven children. All of those people are vivacious and have lots of friends and then I have a hell of a lot of cousins on one side and a hell of a lot of cousins on the other side and they're all quite big personalities and tend to be quite vivacious and know a lot of people. And so all of a sudden I go into a lot of places on the East Coast and people know my family or things that I would do would get back to my family and I was like, you know what, fuck this. So I moved to Alice Springs at 18 and I got a job in a bar called Bojangles. And when I worked in that bar, so it's actually, it's a good story, so I'll tell you. So I rock up, I'm 18, and you know when you're 18 you just think you know every fucking thing, like everything. And then when you're 34, which I am now, you think, oh, God, the things I know is so small, you know? Like, there's so much knowledge and I know, like, not even 2% of all the things there is to know. Like, not even 2%, not even 1%, not even 0.5%. Like, I can't imagine how much I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, but at 18, I knew fucking everything. So, 18, I rock up to this bar with saloon doors, excuse you, saloon doors, so I cruise on in the first night I'm in Alice and have this wild, fun night. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, this is the sort of place for me. I want to work here. So the next day in the afternoon, I put on my tightest jeans and my black shirt and my black high-heeled boots and I rock into the bar and I said, oh, I'd like a job. And they said, well, that's great, but we don't really hire women here. And I said, yeah, you'll hire me. And I gave him my resume and the bloke laughed and he was like, will we now? And then he called me back a couple of hours later and he's like, yeah, righto, you come in for a trial. And so I got there for my trial and I smashed it because, of course, I did. And then um, and then he goes, okay, so if you are going to work here, if there's a riot, we're just going to lock you in the fridge. And I was like, mate, if there's a riot, I'm going to smash one of these here bottles and use it to defend myself. You will not be locking me in any fucking fridge. And so commenced the eight, nine months I lived in Alice and worked in a saloon bar where I was the only girl behind the bar for a lot of it. And then they did hire a couple of other girls. But um, there was a chick there called Sarah at one point who came in from the restaurant and another lady who used to work through the day. But for most of my working life at Bojangles, it was me and a bunch of boys and it was fucking fun. Anyway, so then I left Alice, the Alice, with my friend Jen and we moved to Perth and <laughs> in Perth I worked at a psychiatric centre called Greylands which is where they send criminally insane people in the kitchen and I counted bolts in a warehouse. I was just turned 19 and then I got a job on the mines and so commenced my mining life. 
Um, I started, when I worked on the mines, I would start work at three o'clock in the morning and I would fix the shop up and then work in the shop for a couple of hours selling Red Bulls to tired miners. And, um, and then I would go and clean toilets and jizz-filled sheets and bedrooms for a couple of hours. And, and I did that for a while and then I went and worked in the bar and then I would work in the bar for three hours and then I started work at six o'clock at night and I'd do three or four hours in the bar and then the rest of my 12-hour shift out on site, mopping floors, playing pranks on people and emptying bins and fire hosing out toilets because why would I want to clean them when I could use the fire hose? And um, that was that job and then I ended up in the bar full time Anyway, so then after the mines, which is where I met Simon, um, I, where did we go then? I left that, we left that mine site. He got a job in Indonesia, so I sort of went back and forth for a bit, not really working. And then we travelled around Australia and then I got work in Perth. So we lived in Perth for a while and then we did a trip, no, then we worked on a mine out of Karatha. So we're flying in and out of Perth to Karatha. And then we went to Europe and then we came back and we kept working out of Karatha. And then we moved to Canada. Um, and after Canada, we came back to Perth. Then we moved to Cairns, which is on the opposite side of Australia, for those listening who aren't in Australia. And then from Cairns, we moved back to Perth. And then from Perth, we moved to Noosa. That's three across the country moves. And then Noosa, we've just moved to the hinterland of Byron, Ballina area. And it's so pretty here. Like I woke up this morning and there's fog rolling through the valley and I look out over trees and it's so pretty. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's a lot of places, which I don't actually think is that many until I start talking to someone who's only ever lived in one place and then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a lot of places. Um, oh, yeah, and we when I said Indonesia before, we did actually live over there for a while, which was interesting. Um, yes, so that's my places I've lived story. And then jobs I've worked is a whole other story. Um, and, yeah, that's – I don't know where the fuck I was going with that story. I did have a point. Fucked if I know what it is. Oh, we've moved. That was my point. <laughs> oh, the delight that is my brain. It's funny, isn't it? We all think our brains are a bit peculiar, but I think they're all wired pretty similarly, really. They just go round and round and we jump from one point to the next and then we go back to that point and then we go back to that point three points before that point and then we jump two points back and then one point forward. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, though, because, you know, I don't know about you, but there's only so much of one person's voice I can handle and I'm just looking at my timer on my recording here and it's 23 minutes that's a lot you've done very well if you've gotten to this point if you have gotten to this point tune in um for the next episode i'm going to chat to cheryl of albert and grace on instagram and of a beautiful little church in the middle of nowhere that has been on the front page of country style magazine which is an australian magazine about beautiful homes in the country basically um and it's oh my god glorious it is one of the most peaceful places i've ever been because everything's just so nicely put out and there's no clutter like it's every single thing in her house is beautiful you know like even the toilet roll holder is beautiful and the things next to the sink and the 
bathroom are beautiful. Like, I, that's never the case. Like, I'm still living out of a toiletry bag and we've been here since before Christmas and I'm, what, we're mid-February. Um, so, you know, I don't really have that. I can do it if I have to. Like, I've got a house ready to sell it last year and it looked nice, but to live where it's always beautiful? No, nah, I haven't quite managed that skill yet. Any rate, I'm going to talk to Cheryl next week. Well, I talked to her like three months ago, but I'm going to put her episode up next week. And then I'm going to put Christine's episode up. And in the meantime, I'm going to squirrel out a couple of chunks of hours in my schedule in the next couple of weeks to talk to some other super fucking awesome people. Um, and, you know, maybe I'll put a little bit more about myself in here. Like, you know, I might even set up my own profile on that fucking app. <sighs> Makes me nervous just thinking about it. Anyway, um, I did get winked at though. Went out on Friday night and got winked at, so that was, you know, made my night by a chick, which was fucking awesome. Um, but, you know, she could have just been winking at me because I wasn't drunk. Who the fuck knows? In other news, that's the end of the podcast for today. You can, um, I don't know, can you subscribe on iTunes or follow? I don't know what the right word is do that though if you want to you can leave a review that's a thing you can do but you're probably two episodes in i don't know that you'd want to do that i don't know maybe you do maybe you don't it's really up to you i'm just really ranting at this point so this is the point i'd probably tell myself to get off the phone so you know we're not on the phone i'm gonna jump off love you leave yeah i'm out good night thanks for coming um you've been awesome Boom Power and Peanut Butter Cookies. Could you think of a better name, Tess? No, you could not. Ciao.